You are now listening to Fresh Out of Beer. Hey everybody, it's your boy D-Rob here with Fresh Out of Beer. Um, I am 26 years old. I am a die-hard Clemson football and Red Sox fan. I'm a beer drinker, a risk taker, a crap shooter, and a very low roller. What's going on everybody? It's Sam. Uh, glad to have you all for our first episode of Fresh Out of Beer. I'm also 26. Uh, huge Clemson Raiders Celtics fan. And Braves, cannot wait to have you guys come along on this podcasting journey with us. I gamble a What's lot. Up? This I'm is bad Heath, at it. Resident I know dad on the FOB podcast, related to another Heath, one away. of these fools on this podcast. I'll let you guys decide out who as we go along. 34 years old, couple degrees from Clemson, using this as a getaway from the real world. Jobs suck. Maybe we'll hit it big. Maybe we won't. You'll probably find me at a racetrack, maybe a golf course. For the time, just. Uh, uh, dicking around. We'll leave it to Nick, who is our resident race car driver. Yeah, I'm Nick, 26. I'm a retired semi-professional race car driver and one-time Indy 500 attendee. Uh, we can't wait to see what these idiots have to say. It's going to be wild. Let's do this thing. So, to get us started on our first topic, we're going to go over some NBA Finals talk. You know, one-to-one, Boston stole one at Golden State. Uh, That was huge, getting a win on the road. Now the series is back in Boston. No one actually knows what's going to go on with this series for the rest of the time. Vegas doesn't have a – they don't have a clue. It's right now Boston Celtics minus 115, Golden State Warriors minus 105. Nobody knows what's going on. I took Celtics uh, early. I think they're going to win it. Um, Also, I want to touch on the fact that Boston is, like, both of these teams are homegrown, but Boston's starting five were all drafted by Boston, starting with Jason Tatum. And they are, I think that this team, if they can stay together, are going to be one of the best teams in the NBA for several years to come, similar to what we saw with Golden State since their run in 2014 when they've made six of the last eight finals. Two of those finals, Clay Thompson was hurt for the whole season. Steph Curry was hurt for the majority of the season. It's going to be fun to watch this team for a long time. Uh, Ime Adoka, Adoka is a awesome head coach, taking over as Brad Stevens, and Brad Stevens moved up into that front office position to kind of run the Celtics, and he chose the best successor he ever could have chosen. Um, the other thing I want to talk on is... I don't understand how Draymond can keep flailing his legs on top of people, punching people in the nuts, pulling people's pants down, and just expect to get away with it. I know we always like to make the joke that NBA's rigged, the fix is in, Tim Donahue, all that good stuff from back in the early 2000s when he said that stuff about the game, game six Kobe played in. You know, NBA said, hey, make sure we get, game, we get seven games out of this. Because at the end of the day, it is they're there to make money. But if Tatum continues to play at the level that we all know he can, you know, game one, everyone talked about how he wasn't that great. He hit 13 assists last night or two nights ago. He dropped 29 points. This team isn't going to go down without a fight, and I think when it goes back to Boston, Boston's going to sweep them or take, take both of these at home, and I could really see this game being over in five. The deal with Draymond is down as someone no one's ever taken seriously in his career while he's going to be a double-double machine just based on his antics. Like, is for people to see him as, you know, Dennis Rodman and Charles Barkley, and that's a shame for his career as, as the leader he is because, I mean, look, has there ever been a series that he's finished in the NBA Finals, or playoffs for that matter, that he hasn't done something aggressively stupid that Played. The answer is no. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should have lost to the Thunder in fourteen when he kicked Stephen Adams in the nuts, and Stephen Adams had to sit out. I, I think Oklahoma that. City was going to beat <laughs> Cleveland that year. I don't care what anybody says. He kicked Stephen Adams in the nuts. Adams missed the next two games. Draymond only got a one-game suspension. Came True. back and won it in seven. So, I, 
I think Draymond's a great basketball player. He's a great rebounder and is going to go down as one of the best defensive players in the history of the game. Um, but the way he... Yeah. Yeah. So, so when he... But, like, like you said, he, he kicks people in the nuts. He's a dirty player. I think there's some room for that, but the refs got to call it. They got to call it even and keep him honest because if they don't, they want it to seem like, oh, we're not affecting the game. That's your job. If it's technical, call it a technical. Uh, the ESPN uh, head um, official, uh, head, uh, you know, rules guy the other night, he was like, you know, the refs are really going to take into consideration whether this guy is uh, going to get ejected or not. Nope, that's not something you take into consideration. You take into consideration whether it was a technical or it wasn't. doesn't matter if he already has two techs. If it's a technical, team up. That's uh, that's the way I see it. So, and then I I think the funniest storyline though this week is not even it doesn't have anything to do with the NBA Finals. So, uh, Miles Bridges, who's a <clears throat> he plays for the Charlotte Hornets. He turned down a contract this past year. He said he's going to bet on himself, try to make a super, try to get a super max deal. Uh, is a really good, talented basketball player. But then last night, posted a picture on his Instagram story with a joint and a cup of lean. So you're going to go sit there and try to get a super max contract, but you can't even, you know, you're going to post stuff on your Instagram story like that. I just thought it was hilarious. Uh, I do not expect him to get a super max. Is he a super max player? In Charlotte, yeah. I mean, maybe a super max contest player, but yeah, I don't see a super max deal all he did right here was show that he wasn't prepared for that but yeah and i agree and what i think is going to happen is and this may play into dallas's favor because charlotte may not sign him to a supermax and if dallas goes out and signs him to a supermax gets lucas some help down low then dallas may just run through the west like a rabid dog whether they get him or deandre ayton they need a big a solid big and so when you know I think that's what we see happen with Miles Bridges. But, yeah, uh, Celtics in five. I'm calling it. I think it's over. But we will see. That's time will tell. Keith, you want to run us into some NASCAR? Yeah, yeah moving on to NASCAR. First time ever this week, it did not disappoint. Ross Chastain in the mix again. Nick and I were chatting about it all Sunday afternoon there, Devin, too. Wreck it, it, Ralph. I mean, he is just making moves, and he doesn't care. He is in that car to win. Pitbull and Justin Marks and Trackhouse have proven they're out there to win. Got out there to be their friend, shake hands, kiss babies. He's out there to will it, move people out of the way. And it's proven two wins already this season. Unfortunately for him... He decided to move out of the way, the NASCAR resident rules maker, in his own mind, Denny Hamlin this week. And, you know, Denny's just going to make sure that everybody knows how he feels about everything. Not for Danny Hamlin. So, Nick, what are your Ballsy. thoughts on that? He's just pulling out the leaving out the fact that someone's already multiple Listen, if you're Ross, you don't even put the dude into the wall. When that dude is sitting there brake-checking you and just causing you where you have a chance to not miss or he's going to beat you out of the race because you're not making minimum speed, just wreck that dude again. I mean, you don't punt him to the wall. Just send him again. Don't Because, I mean, just like a podcast I was listening to earlier, you're getting punked with that dude slowing you down and brake-checking you. And I'll be danged if I'm getting punked by the 11 car out of anybody out there. I would rather, you know... Cole Custer, somebody out here, some bum to be break checking me. Denny Hamlin is not going to be the one fucking me. But, I mean, he needs to kind of calm it down a little bit, I think, because he's done got two wins. So, well, personally, you don't need to be I making think that's any- why he's not calming down. He has plenty of room. He's in the playoffs. So he's going to prove he's not one to be messed with. And then I also know that Denny Hamlin, he's always talking like big talk that I'm going to do this or do that. The dude never does anything. He will keep on driving in the back, 
and that'll be that. I just don't understand why Chase Elliott was even involved there. You know, they got into each other three wide. It was a restart. And then Chase feels the need to just send it in there and hit Ross again as Denny's still limping around there trying to wreck Ross. I think we saw a little bit of NASCAR justice take place as B.J. McLeod decided to move Denny Ham- Hamlin and uh, Chase Elliott out of the way after that, just saying there's no room for that as he was running to the back. Also, You know, I just think that NASCAR needs to stay out of the way. NASCAR was in the radio saying, you know, it's over. Let the guys decide it. If they would have wrecked each other and fought right there on the front stretch, you know, if Denny Hamlin's willing to go that far, go that far, but he obviously wasn't. But then again, there's one person that is willing to spin out every week, and they do it religiously, and that's Recky Spinhouse. This guy spends more time in the wall than anybody out there. First off, he just puts it in the wall and spins around. And, you know, spin out's not whatever. He, he collects it. He's got the car. Luckily, nothing's broken. And then a few laps later, he just spins Bubba Wallace. Absolutely Bubba Wallace. I mean, I guess, you know, like you said, you're out there to finish the best you can, but I have never seen someone hit as many things as recent house in his career and stay in the job. But what's amazing is this guy is unbelievable on dirt when you can't hit anything. So I can't get on asphalt and hits everything. Around him. Maybe the car's too easy to drive and he's overdriving it. But, you know, I don't know. He's probably dating a model now. He's already dated Danica Patrick, has had a job that he hasn't deserved for his entire career. So, you know, what do we know? We're just out here making podcasts. He drives for a Oh, and a little bit of the NASCAR news, but on the uh, racing world, all of us minus Sam have been part of a couple of dirt races, and Nick and I kind of fancy a little super dirt action here and now. Tony Stewart used to host a race that's here and there with Tony Stewart fighting NASCAR series. Eldor this week, really models. It's usually a hundred thousand dollars a night Friday, Saturday night. Well, the not just here on the first time it's here. They're gonna race on Thursday night for one million dollars. You heard that right? One race, one million dollars to the winner. That is something that is you know unheard of. They're like my world. You know, That's not It's a big, big payday. So one million dollars, every one of the brothers sisters is going to be in that field this week. So drivers out there. You'll definitely see Young Money Carson out there in the Rumbly number six. You'll see a lot of local guys to us too. Uh, Brandon Overton, he won four times, I believe, it, um, up there at Eldora last year. Almost half a million dollars between the Dream and some other events. Uh, Chris Madden's won a couple times at Bristol this year. Uh, Chris Ferguson out of North Carolina with a couple wins, obviously fast. Jonathan Davenport, always fast. I think you'll probably see it from there. But if I was going to pick my winner right now, it's going to be a guy that's kind of taken fire this year. He's always been good, but really stepped on it this year. Devin Moran. Look for that number nine car with Devin Moran. He has major reasons to win this week because 20 years ago, it was his dad that parked it in victory lane for a million dollars. So... Nothing cooler than, you know, backing up the last time it was with a cool million and then saying, hey, you know, I swept this thing because it's 20 years in. That'll be something. Other than that, I think I want to know from who's going to be, if you were looking for your prop bet of the week, who's going to put Chastain in the kitty litter first this weekend in Sonoma? Chase Elliott? Or Denny, little bump and run. Dennis out of that Hamlin. one on that restart, and he's done with it. He don't even he don't even care about it. But that's the difference between a champion and a non-champion. You got Chase gives the dude a bump, goes on with his day. Denny Hamlin has nothing else to do but to cry. See, my thing about the whole uh, the Denny Hamlin Ross Chastain thing is, yeah, I know I understand that Ross Chastain is 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 coming up he's not a well-known guy like denny hamlin or or a kyle bush or anything like that but um 
he he is a watermelon farmer. He is, and and uh, seeing him race out there, I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing him race. Um, I enjoy seeing him being that aggressive type racer. He's not the villain yet. Um, he may be one day, but um, he he is a very aggressive driver. And anytime Denny Hamlin's in the wall, I am a fan of it. I really am a fan of I'm it. I'm pulling for this villain storyline out of uh, Ross Chastain. I want him to be the villain so bad. It's not going to stop till the NASCAR He's tower. too nice. Because he owns the team. He complains. If they would have parked him, it would have been over. But he know they know that he's got them by the unicals. He owns a team. That team's successful. Yep. That team has the most polarizing driver we won't go into here or there. Doesn't matter if he can't drive or not. Bubba's polarizing. And Denny just seems to think he's the commissioner in NASCAR. So until NASCAR says <laughs> we're the boss, we don't care about your opinion. If you act like a fool, you're done. He's going to act like a fool. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think Dennis, uh, Dennis Hamlin, old two-finger Denny, he's going to wait until later on in the season. I, I think he, he's one of those, yeah, he's one of those people that holds grudges um, and go 10 laps down just to prove a point to Ross Chastain. See, that irritated me to death. I, I that, that made me, I mean, I already had a little respect for Denny Hamlin anyways, but going like 10 laps down, purposely slamming on brakes in front of, of Ross Chastain just to prove a point where you had the towers telling you, hey, enough's enough, and he's still doing it over and over and over again. God, I just, I, I hate that man. I hate him. We didn't even talk about the most impressive win over the weekend was A.J. Allmendinger wrecking before the green flag even dropped but and wrecked again during the race and still won was the that race. A, was that in Xfinity? Yeah, that was in Xfinity. They were in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, and I don't know if it's ever been done before, but the dude just went right off the track before the green flag even dropped. Still won the race. That's pretty awesome. You know, if you really want to see action, Xfinity and trucks where you need to be looking. I saw some legit action on Saturday out in Portland. I saw Sheldon Creed get one of the most aggressive, high-flying middle fingers to one of his hits that took him there. And it seems to be an epidemic catching on out there. There's a lot of middle finger action which is exciting to see i know uh outside of a couple almondinger spins i think we saw a leader under how awesome was that when a 35th place car spins out the leader on accident under caution you don't see that everywhere only I think in a lot of people were happy gears. because it was ty gibbs yep but enough nascar talk you know so let's let's kick it out to hockey cool things down a little. so colorado is uh, it's i swear to god they have rockets on their skates those dudes are the boys are buzzing in colorado right now i, I like you know i thought this was going to be a really competitive series i thought the oilers were going to edge it out because of uh connor mcdavid i mean he's the fastest skater in the nhl maybe second fastest i think a rookie passed him he's the fastest skater in the nhl Nobody can touch him as far as speed goes. His offensive, he shoots the puck so well. Defensive, he's he's nasty. The and uh, Drysaddle as well. Uh, he's had a great run this uh, this Stanley Cup playoffs. But this Colorado Avalanche team, McKinnon, uh, Landeskog, a Russian dude's name that I can never pronounce, is abs like they're just absolutely disgusting. With that being said, though, I am super excited because whoever comes out of the East is – they have the two best goaltenders in the NHL. You have uh, Valesky, or Vasilevsky and Shesterkin in New York, and Vasilevsky plays for Tampa Bay. They are both lights out. They don't allow a lot of goals. What I'm excited to see is how if – if New York or Tampa can slow down Colorado's scoring, because I don't know if you can stop it, but slow it down, and they make them play the East Coast game, I think the East Coast uh, East Coast wins. And if Shesterkin can outlast Vasilevsky in this series, in this New York Rangers-Tampa Bay Lightning series, I think he officially passes him as the best goalie in the league. I understand Vasilevsky had the 10 straight shutouts this season. He's, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, pushing for a third straight 
Tampa's an awesome hockey team. I don't think that, or I think that if they move on to the next level, the biggest thing we're going to see is Colorado takes a lot of shots. They get get a lot of good looks because they're really good on defense. And so I think watching watching this goalie battle, I think that's whoever's whoever has the best goalie in the series is going to win this next series. Whoever, and this is going to sound really stupid, whoever can stop the other team from scoring more. And which which goalie is the forty year old? Was that the Oilers? Uh, yeah, Darcy. Like Kemp, a forty year old in uh, Darcy Kemper. He is. I think he's like forty one or forty two. And I mean, Martin Brodeur, Brodeur back in oh, or sorry, twenty fourteen led the Devils to the Stanley Cup Finals, where they actually got swept by the L A Kings. But I mean, Brodeur was forty three in twenty fourteen. They got swept by the L A Kings, who were an eight seed. They weren't supposed to be there. It's kind of like how Edmonton. Let me tell you right now, I'm 26 years old. My knees wouldn't hold yeah. up in a full hockey game. I don't think I could do two minutes and go. But my shit would be blown out in yeah. a minute. And but like your your knees blew out on the bunny trail. <laughs> bunny slopes, baby. <laughs> I, I, my knees blew out on the uh, lift. <laughs> yeah, I, it's an exciting. It's going to be an exciting series. Whoever comes out of this Eastern Conference Finals, they're kind of going to beat each other up, I think, for the next couple of games. And Colorado's going to be fresh, but it's going to be kind of like one of those rust versus rest things, too. And like I said, I I think Colorado wins just because they're so much better offensively. And But at the same time, like the goaltending of both New York with Igor Shosturkin and Vasilevsky in Tampa is just absolutely insane. If I had to put money on somebody, your best odds are betting on the Rangers to, to make the most money. But it's hard to go against Colorado. These dudes are they, they they skate so fast and they are a very aggressive team and will hit you hard and really scared. But yeah, so that's uh talking hockey. You know, only a couple more weeks. Uh, I don't really watch it a ton during the regular season. I watch at it, and then once Stanley Cup playoffs happen, I ramp up. So. You'll get this for a couple of weeks, and you won't get any more hockey talk probably till uh, May of next year. Liv tour golf though. Yeah, DJ got the bag. Wow, where do we start? DJ, hundred and fifty odd million. You know, hundred and fifty million doesn't sound so great when you hear that they offered Tiger approximately just south of billion dollars to come. But, you know, Tiger was cool and said, you know what, I'll choose to earn my money in golf instead of just taking it from, you know, potential terrorists. So, uh, but DJ, you know, check ass, doing his thing, take 150 and say, you know, I'll spend it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I think he's taking $150 million and I think he's going to just you know, go first tournament just this weekend. everybody because I think he's a better golfer than everybody else on that list. Feels good, but feels old. Poulter's no competition for DJ. Like, uh, who else is it? Kevin Na? Who is Kevin Na? Like, yeah, Sergio's old. I, I did some little quick numbers, and there's a 15-year-old in the field out of the 48, and a couple 20-year-olds. But, you know, average age is 31. I think most of the guys are uh, closer to 40. A lot of 36 to 40-year-olds. Uh, seems to be a tour for guys looking for their, you know, final payday more than anything. Maybe a couple of youngs trying to, you know, grab the bank early on. Uh, Mickelson, one of the cringiest pictures of all time. Mickelson today at the welcome party. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, see that. Look back here, you know, maybe potentially, potentially cocaine. It's a, you know, it's just, it looked like he had been on a bender. <laughs> yeah, dude walked in, bourbon in hand, probably was. I don't know if you guys have seen this new book uh, that's coming out by one of like the big time Vegas gamblers. Uh, he was apparently like best friends with Phil. And after those reports came out, after the uh, SEC filing where he got busted for insider trading, uh, reported $40 million lost in gambling over like a period. That sounds like period. me. Just like Devin. <laughs> yeah. Talking about some donations to Vegas. Uh, Phil even said it today that he had actually, you know, reached out for professional help for a gambling addiction problem. And, you know, I think it's no secret in the golf world that uh, Phil has some serious gambling issues on some big-time high-rolling playing and uh, not winning, actually. Pretty much just donating to the bank but you know that's his money to lose this dude's made a billion dollars so he doesn't really care on the so here's a question for you wait hold on before we i want to touch on this this whole gambling thing 
Calvin Ridley's doing a twelve or sorry, seventeen game suspension this year for betting one hundred fifty bucks on a three team parlay for his team to win. Has anybody went in and verified that Phil Mickelson wasn't betting on himself to not make a cut or not do this? Has anybody went into like what are the rules? Why can you gamble in golf but you can't gamble in football? We see with Calvin Ridley, you can't gamble in baseball. Pete Rose is literally not allowed in the Hall of Fame, although he's one of the greatest hitters of all time. Uh, Jewish Joe Jackson not allowed in the Hall of Fame. There's no way he 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 threw games. You can't throw him in there. Four, he batted 456 in the World Series in 1919. There's no or sorry 1909. There's no way you can put him in there. He batted 456. With zero errors. He didn't throw that game. The dude didn't know how to write his own name. Of course he... Shoeless Joe deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, back to the golf side of it. Phil Phil has obviously probably had some action on himself. I mean, this is a guy that's been known to... I figure a hole in practice rounds with his, you know, competitors. Imagine playing for 10 Gs a hole during a <laughs> practice round, you know. We're talking guys that carry, you know, just 10 grand in their pocket to the practice round. You know, who's doing that? Lord and Phil mercy. is collecting. If you lose if you lose to Phil, he is collecting. So it'll be, you know, interesting to think if he uh, has been gambling on himself. I want to say yes. Locally, you see a little live tour action with our Clemson Tigers, Turk Pettit, you know, reigning NCAA national. Well, I would say reigning, but uh, as the last week, he's no longer the reigning. 2021 into yeah. out of Clemson on the tour. Uh, no tour for a while. Really kid. Hate to see him go this way, but I hope he's successful. I would love to see him on the PGA Tour stacking up wins, but maybe he's just going to stack up cash and sins. It's hard to say no. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This is the thing I guess. It was, I mean, I'll look at a 24 start for uh, Nick out there. I think Nick will make it 24. You know, maybe if he does, Devin can get on the back. Make a meager living, you know, making 500 grand a week for just showing up. Yeah, like if, if I am, you know, let's take the the ethical side of it out. If I'm a golfer coming out of college, I've got to go earn my pro status. So I've got to go play on Corn Ferry Tour and not make any money or very little. Or I got a Saudi prince hit me up saying, yo, dude. I'll pay you a couple million. You sign a contract for three years, and you can come golf, and you ain't got to worry about anything. You don't got to worry about sponsorships. You don't got to worry about winning tournaments. You just show up. Exactly, and that's that's a really hard no to a 22-year-old. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, like you got to do what's best for yourself. We have no idea how this is going to do in the future, but... Yeah, exactly. These guys make everybody... Tour now, but it doesn't matter if you collect fifteen exactly. million in five years. Where are you going to make? You know, maybe one out of a hundred guys do that. Let's say one of a thousand guys who turn pro may make fifteen million in their career. Well, you know it's baseball season. Devin, what do you think about baseball? Bandwagon bandwagon. Oh, bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I've got a lot to cover, man. I'm gonna try to speed through this as as fast as I can. We got time. Um, we, we got time. We ain't got to speed through. We we got time. We all right. So I'll, I'll take my time on this. So, um, MLB power rankings for this week. Um, I, I'm not gonna bore you with going through all of them. Uh, I will cover the top five. Um, number five, starting out with the Brewers. Brewers are um, fifth this week. Uh, they they've been decent so far um it, it's really too early to tell to be honest with you i like to start making picks towards you know towards end of july august area um it's still early in the season but brewers do look good they're sitting at a 33 and 23 um av- or uh, record right now a, a very very decent Record. I know they have been losing here lately. I think they lost their like last five or six games. Someone may need to fact check me on that. But um, yeah, I mean they've been they've been struggling here lately, but they're still in the top five. I mean can't blame them there. Uh, coming in and four is the Astros. Um, I have a love hate relationship for the Astros. I hate Altuve. 
um, that 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 popular chant that's going on right now um, with Altuve's name involved. I, I say that at the ballparks. I, I can't stand that guy. Um, and ever since all of this stuff with the 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 cheating scandal and stealing signs and stuff like that, still got a sour taste in my mouth for the Astros. So uh, they are sitting in four. They are dominant. Um, I've recently put them on my no bet list because every time I seem to put coin on them, they they realize, hey, this is a time that we need to lose. Which a lot of teams that I put money on tend to do that. So uh, Astros are just one of them. Um, the Mets coming in at three. Uh, Mets look solid. Uh, they are leading the the NLE East. Um, they they look good. I know Sam. Sam's not a big fan of the Mets. He thinks that they're going to uh, start their downfall. Collapse. They're, I, they're they're going to collapse after the All Star break, just like it happens every season. I don't care that Jacob Degrom's coming back. I don't care that Max Scherzer's coming back. They are incompetent. They're just like they're just like them and the Phillies. They could have an eight-game lead after their All-Star break and somehow collapse and mess. I up. don't know, man. Mets. This may be their. This may be their year. They. They. The New York teams look good. They. They do. The New York teams look very good. Degrom's going to come back throwing. See, the thing about Degrom is he's throwing what 101, 102 fastballs, and then he'll hit you with like a changeup of like 78. Dude, there is no way you can hit. You can hit that. I mean, throwing a. Throwing a fastball, I was, I was reading something on, uh, I think it was sports science. Throwing a 102-mile-an-hour fastball, you have to start your swing before it leaves the pitcher's hand. If DeGrom decides to throw a changeup at 78 miles an hour and you're thinking it's a fastball, you're starting your swing before he leave, that baseball leaves his hand, and you are finished with your swing before it crosses the plate. You know how, how aggravating that would be for a pitcher? And if you throw, or for a batter, if you throw him in the mix, Mets, I'm telling you, they, they have came together and they look like a team. They are stacked. They are performing very well. I'm telling you right now, they are winning the NL East. I'm a, you know, Atlanta Braves are my uh, National League team. American League team is the is the is the Boston Red Sox. I'm a diehard Boston Red Sox fan, but Braves are my NL team. I really think the Mets got them got them covered on this. On seven June, twenty twenty two, Devin Roberts says that the Mets will win on it. the NL East. We will revisit this. We will revisit this. Three. I put a hundred dollars on it. Says break. that in a, uh, that the Mets take it all the way. <laughs> yeah, they've been to Vegas. Bet on, on black. <laughs> Bet on black <laughs> and hit green. But uh, coming into second place in the uh, power rankings, we got the Dodgers. The Dodgers. They. I don't think they should be this this high of a rank, getting swept by the one of the worst teams in MLB. Uh, they, <laughs> the Pirates, went in there into their stadium. Right? They went into L.A. Yeah, they went into NLA and just beat the dog crap out of them. I mean, they made them look like one of the worst teams in baseball, and the Pirates are sitting way down. Just to kind of give you an idea, the Pirates are sitting at 25th out of 30 teams right now in the power rankings, and they came in to LA and beat the number two team, swept them three games in a row. And then sitting at number one, I mean, we've got the Yanks. Um... Uh, this is a this is a, a touchy subject with me, uh, being a Boston Red Sox fan. I mean the Yankees do look good. They're sitting at thirty nine and fifteen. That is incredible. I mean they are, they're killing it. There's nothing much I can say. I mean DraftKings got them at at uh, five and a half to one as far as winning the World Series. I mean that's a that's a pretty solid pretty solid bet. If I was if I was to throw some money out there, I'm never gonna throw money on the Yankees to win. Um, as far as I, as me personally, now I will recommend throwing money out for the Yankees, but me personally, I will never throw some money out on the Yankees cause I hate them that much. Um, but they are sitting at number one. They really are. But, um, other than the top five of the power rankings, let's talk about our two favorite teams. We've got some, um, I, I'm a Red Sox fan. And then we got, I think, I believe everybody else on this podcast is the Braves. So, Sam, kind of give me a rundown on why you think the Braves are sitting at 12. They're, they're sitting at 12 in the power rankings. What do you think about that? So, well, one, the bats are finally starting to heat up. We swept the Rockies this last weekend. We actually just beat the the Athletics Poverty franchise. I get it. But the Braves are starting to figure it out. The pitching's there. Strider's in the starting rotation now. 
Uh, we should be getting Tuki Toussaint back pretty soon. Um, so it's it's up and down. Acuna needs some help. I really we're gonna get Rosario back uh, the middle of next month. Uh, he's gonna be back from that eye injury. Um, I would actually rather him just kind of stay down until after the um, All-Star break, get him back up, get him ready to go. Um, and just like last season, going to the All-Star break, the boys were under 500, and what did we end up doing? 2021, baby. World Series champions. That's right. So the bats are going to heat up. Acuna went yard twice tonight in uh, arguably one of the hardest stadiums to hit home runs in in Oakland. It's, uh, that stadium's deep and not an easy feat to hit uh, home runs. So the bats are starting to heat up. Riley's got to get hot. Uh, defensively, we've been really well, like really, really good. Danes being Aussie, I'd still say that they are telepathic. Um, last week, Matt Olson uh, was leading the league in doubles. He's just a double machine. He hits the ball so well. Everyone says we lost that trade. We got a we upgraded that defense, and I don't even say we downgraded it, it offensively. And we get a guy who's four years, five years younger than Freddie Freeman. So. First, Matt Ellis, this team's going to get it together. We're going to have to make some moves at trade deadline. Who that move is, I don't know yet. I'm kind of looking around. Uh, some teams that would be willing to ship off. Unfortunately, I do think Juan Soto is going to be on the trade block. I just don't think they're going to, he's going to get traded interdivisionally. Uh, so, there's that. But, Devin, you mentioned a $100 bet on the Mets if they win the NL East. I will up you if the Mets win the NL East. I will put an entire can of dip in my mouth and leave it there for 20 minutes on a timer. I'm cool with that. I'm right. down with that. And if any of the other four teams, well, if the Braves, it's really just the Braves. If the Braves win, you have to put a full can of dip in. All right, that sounds good. I quit dipping, but I'll do that just for that because I don't think the. I don't think the Braves will win that at the NL East this year. Hey, at a I minimum, think the Mets got it. At a minimum, oh, yeah. this is content, baby. That's what I'm here for. This, this is content. Gonna do numbies. Gonna do numbies. What these, was that are, bit? these bets are better than money bets. Absolutely. These Braves are finally starting to turn around. Strider looks amazing also. Clemson boy. Uh I'm loving that he – I think it took us a little bit too long to call him up, but trust what's going on in Atlanta. I think that we're not out of the count. At a minimum, we'll make a wild card this year. But I think we're going to make a deep run. After once trade deadline, I trust AA. He's a great GM. He's going to make the right moves, and he's going to get the pieces required to turn, turn this team around and kick it in high gear coming off the uh, – Coming off the All-Star break. The last thing I will say, the only thing with that is I don't like it because we're not in control of our destiny because we are going to require the Mets to lose a bunch of games. But, you know, we play them, I think, 15 more times between now and the end of the season. So you got to beat the bad teams. you got to beat the Mets. And I think we can, we can really take over this division just like we did last year. The Phillies were up, I think, six games on us. So... Not sweating. Well, I hate to be sure, but the Mets are uh They're nine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. They're they're nine games in front of you. So Braves are eight and a half games back, so that's gonna be a little bit tougher to come back from. But hey, I'm willing to put a can of dip in my mouth if you are. So uh moving on to the Red Sox. Red Sox, um I was kind of worried about them at the beginning of this year. I, I really was. I was talking to Sam earlier this year, and I was like, hey, I don't think uh, Red Sox have got it in them this year. And Because normally Red Sox start off really well, and then they kind of die out in the middle of the season, and they kick it off really well in the in the later part of the season. They do very well in the playoffs, but they always seem to mess something up in the playoffs. So um, that that's how uh, being a Red Sox fan, that's normally how it goes. Um but they they started off really, really, really bad this year. They were the last place in the AL East, and with uh, the Orioles being in the AL East, seeing the Red Sox below the Orioles, that concerned me a lot. And uh, Sam, you know, he always ha- he always told me, hey, it's early in the season, early in the season, early in the season. And I was like, well, yeah, I just don't like seeing the Red Sox, which is a 
a you know one of America's pastime big name team um, being in last place in their division. But they are kicking it off. They've been hot with their bats. Old Toy Story's been hitting it like crazy. We really got a good. We really have a lot of good hitters on our team. We've got three hitters right now that are above 300. Um, that is J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, and Raphael Devers. And you're not going to pay either Insane. of them. Insane. Yeah, and that's what that's what's worrying me right now. We're not paying our players. I think Raffy's going to stay, and I think Xander Bogarts is going to stay. I th- I really think the Red Sox are going to work out a contract with them. JD Martinez, I think he is going to be gone before the uh, before the trade deadline. I think they're going to get rid of our DH because they're looking for somebody in the bullpen, which. I'm. I have mixed feelings about that because uh, JD. He he's one of our power hitters. I mean, he is the one who clears the bases. He's the ones that score most of the runs. He has the highest batting average on our team. If we get rid of him and go with like a middle relief or a closing pitcher, that's worth something. Maybe that that can kind of balance the scale there. But I don't know. I mean, getting rid of JD is going to hurt uh, Boston. I really do believe that. Um, but he's he's one of the he's one of the hot picks for being traded out because his contract's coming to an end. Um, he I, I really think he's going to get traded for the deadline, and that that's that kind of concerns me. I think Red Sox are going to sign or re-sign Xander Bogarts. I really think they're going to go in and have like a serious meeting about this, and they are going to work something out with the guys. And uh, same with Devers, too. I know they're kind of go back and forth. Devers wants to stay. He wants to be the next big poppy. That's what he's already came out and said. He wants to be the next big poppy, which I'm cool with because Devers is a beast at the plate. He yeah. makes a lot of errors in the field, but, hey, I'm, I'm cool with him at the plate. Every time he comes up to the plate, he is a clutch hitter, and I know he is going to be amazing. Yeah. But, but – um, Kind of wrapping up the the uh, MLB side, just just kind of going through this breaking news from the Angels. They did fire their manager Joe uh, Madden, not the Joe Madden that everybody thinks he is, but the Joe Madden for the Angels. Um, he he they went on a the twelve losing streak, twelve game losing streak, and they just uh, shit canned the guy. They said see you later, sayonara, and uh, Waka, pitcher for the Red Sox, threw a um, complete game, a shutout game against the Angels, and I think that's what really, really. Uh, I mean, Mike Trout's yeah, the, he's got the worst slash line he's ever had in his career right now, too. So I don't even know yeah. how much it was Joe Madden's fault. No one can hear. Yeah, right I now. know. Cats are cold. I know. But they fired Joe Madden, and they got Phil Nelvin or Nevin. I'm sorry, Nevin being in the interim manager. So uh, he's going to be taking over the Angels. And, uh, I mean, realistically speaking, Mike Trout and Shohei Itani, they're one of the arguably, arguably the two best players in the MLB right now. I think with the, having the two best people on your team and you're not in the talks, I mean, they are, they are second place, but I think they're like eight games back from the Astros right now in the AL West. So we'll see what happens. But um, moving on to the Pensacola Blue Woohoos. Or Wahoos, I'm sorry. The Wahoos. Um, I don't know if you guys... You probably need to get a blue Woohoo checked out. <laughs> yeah, you probably do need to get a blue Woohoo <laughs> checked out. But the Wahoos... Take care of. Uh, the Wahoos, they are a Miami Marlins AA affiliate. They were playing the Biloxi Shuckers, which is a Milwaukee Brewers affiliate. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the video, but you got to check it out. Um, it's one of the best... One of the best walk-offs i've ever seen in my life um it started out with the um the brewers or the brewers affiliate the shuckers ahead and the blue wahoos down by two runs in the bottom of the ninth and the inning started off with the first batter reaching the base on an error and then the next batter was walked and it put so that put the runners on first and second with zero outs in the bottom of the ninth down by two so the pitcher hits the batter, so that loads the bases with zero outs. Remember, they are down by two. Bases loaded, zero outs. He hits another batter, so that walks a person in. And then he hits another batter, walks another person in to tie the game. And he hits 
the final batter for a walk-off. He hit three batters in a row. I think, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if he had some coin on the game. I don't know if there was an insider trade going on there. But he hit three batters in a row, walks them in, and wins off of a hit-by-pitch to win the game. Hands down, the worst case of the yips ever. Hands down, worst oh, yeah. case of the yips. Oh, yeah, yeah, worst case of the yips. Normally you see the yips with a catcher, but not not with a pitcher. But the pitcher... Yeah, he. I don't know if he was just throwing the game. He wanted to go home. I don't know. But the Wahoos, not the Woohoos, the Wahoos ended up winning the game 6-5 to five by getting hit by a pitch. Three batters in a row got hit by a pitch. It's incredible. But other than that, that, that wraps up the MLB side for today's podcast. Um, let's go ahead and move into the, the bet side of this podcast today. So, yeah, little-known fact there. Also, keeping in the sports world, Pensacola Blue Wahoos, partially owned by PGA Tour and non-Live Tour golfer Bubba Watson. Check his social media for some cool things that go on out there. But So now we'll just kind of get to our two degenerate gamblers, and then Nick will give an opinion here or there, and I'll do the same, about you know who they would put their coin on in some important sporting events this week. So we'll start first. NBA Finals, Sam. Who you're rolling with when you're putting your coin down? So I've already got Celtics or Warriors. Yeah, well, I've got a future out on the Celtics, so that's my pick to win the whole series. And the over has hit. It hit the first night, and I just scoring just didn't. Happen. Nobody wanted to score the basket in game two. Uh, I don't expect that to be the case for the series. So I like the over in the rest of the games. Uh, and then I kind of like the minus one and a half on the Celtics. With I mean, that's just it's. You're getting some good juice there at minus 110, opposed to if you were to take them on the money line. I'm risking those for them to win by two points. It's rare that a game ends in one. So I like the I like taking the Celtics minus one and a half, opposed to taking the probably 130, 145 juice on the money line. And the same can go for Golden State, though. And if you're going to bet on Golden State, I would not bet the spread. I would bet the money line so you can get a little bit more value out of your bets. Um but yeah, that's looking at it. That's what it. Uh, that's what it looks like for me. All right. uh, okay, Devin. I'm going with the Celtics. I don't know a whole lot about the uh, the NBA, so I, I went with a. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I just went with a uh, my gut feeling on that. So I went with the Celtics over the series and uh, threw uh, about three units on it. So we'll see how that happens. Okay, we're switching in. NASCAR headed to Sonoma this week, road course, different animal. You know, Chase Elliott, obviously, road course, you know, pretty good. You know, he's chasing down some Jeff Gordon road course records, so he's obviously your favorite. But um, for those betting people out there, Nick, who would you put your money on this weekend out Sonoma? Well, I just read today that Martin Truex Jr. is going to have Cole Pern back on his side this weekend. And those two together are unstoppable. I'm going with, if you're going to put money out there on this race this weekend, I would personally do Martin Truex Jr. I think he's got it. You know, I really like that Truex kind of junior there thing. Um, Chase Elliott struggled a little bit this year. Other betting money. This weekend, Larson jetting all over the country. I don't really know Larson to play. A lot of guys are... You know, big, big A.J. Allmendinger. It probably hasn't had the speed so far this year. So I'm going to go out on a limb right here and say the guy we talked about earlier. I think Ross Chastain parks it in victory lane again because he knows what it takes to uh, get it done on a road course. He'll make that last time move there. He'll put you in the wall. He'll put you in the kitty litter. He'll he will put you in your you. mama's basement. So, uh, <laughs> NASCAR pick for everybody. It is a track house racing, but it's the guy, number 99. Everyone's favorite amigo, Daniel Suarez. I just want him to get a win so bad. It'll happen. What's what his odds? The, dude, his I, odds I, have to be I like 2,000. No it's yeah, 2,500. So. His odds are 2,500 right now for the Daniel Suarez to win it. Let's no, go, baby. I mean, he, he always finds a way to mess up. He always finds a way to get in a wreck. It may be bad luck or just terrible driving. It's, I don't know what it bad is. Bad luck, man. It's... Okay, so for the, for the guys that are like me and know nothing about betting, what is plus twenty five hundred? If you like, what is your payout on that? If you put a hundred dollars on that, you win twenty five hundred. If you put ten dollars on it, you win two hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so as a non gambler, I would tell everybody: do not put 
$100 on that because he will no. not win. No, no, no. <laughs> the value's no. there, baby. The value's there. My guy that I'm going with on Sonoma, um, he's down on the list. He's at plus 1400 right now, according to DraftKings. I've got Ryan Blaney coming in. Uh, Team Penske, I really think they've got it. their, their stuff together. I'm tired of seeing Joey Logano win it. Um, Austin Sendrick, what did he win? The, the Daytona 500, but... I, I think it's Ryan Blaney's turn. I think he, he's always been decent on road courses, and he's always been a contender. So I really think Ryan Blaney is going to come in and, and seal that spot for this weekend. NHL playoffs. Sam, hit us with who you got. Your- yeah, so yeah. I uh, Tampa's up 3 nothing right now. So I think Tampa's going to take this series. It goes they are, They're about to get a win in the Garden. They're going to take it back to Tampa, and I, I'm betting on Tampa tomorrow night. Take them minus one and a half. Tampa doesn't lose at home. It's Tampa. Three or ten straight series wins. They they don't lose, man. They're they're so good. And in in the NHL in the Stanley Cup, who's going to be raising it at the end? My gut is telling me Colorado. Just watching them dominate everybody they play, and they they play really well on the road. So it's going to be fun to see a team that plays really well at home. Against a team that plays really well at home uh, on the road, uh, Colorado against Tampa Bay, but I think uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm going with Colorado. If Tampa Bay wins, like I, it wouldn't shock me. They have great great goalie, and so that's my pick. I'm gonna go Colorado Avalanche to win the whole damn thing, and Tampa Bay to finish this series off tomorrow night or Thursday night. Oh. Minus one and a half. Let's get it. Okay, Devin, MLB, what are you putting your money on this week? So I, I'm going solely off of Saturday bets. So um, for you guys who are listening that want to lock in some bets, I'm going to put two units on the White Sox against the Rangers, money line. Straight money line. If you're going to do the spread, I would do one unit there, one and a half. But money line, White Sox over the Rangers, that is a lock. Another one, the Cardinals versus the Reds. Two units on Cardinals versus the Reds. I am that confident in this happening. Um, the Reds are one of the worst teams in in MLB, so the Cardinals are pretty hot right now. Um, I really think they're going to get the get the thing done. Uh, two units there, and uh, one of my best bets over the weekend is actually coming from the Atlanta Braves. They play the Pirates this weekend, Saturday, June 11th at 4:10 p.m. I would put I'm willing to put four units on the Braves beating the Pirates. That is a horse cock of a lock, if you ask me. Because that, that there's there's no one who's gonna no one's gonna tell me differently. Braves one and a half, four units, they're going to win that game. And finally, if you're just feeling lucky and you wanna bet some more, Blue Jays over the Tigers Saturday, four ten, June eleventh, five units as well. That wraps up the MLB betting segment. Okay, so now everyone's favorite portion of the show. We wouldn't be fresh out of beer if we weren't fresh out of beer. So now we want to learn a little bit about our beer taste. So we'll start out with Devin. Devin, if you're drinking, what are you drinking right now? Um, so I'm actually drinking a natural light right now, but that is not my beer of choice. So my beer of choice is my style of choice, I guess I would say right now for the first episode. Um, I like to say it's the domestic beer trying to copy an import, and that is Landshark. I am a huge, huge Landshark fan. That is uh, Jimmy Buffett's beer. Uh, loaded Landshark is my cup of tea. Shot of Jimmy Buffett, Buffett's tequila inside of a Landshark. It'll make you want to slap your mama, I'll tell you right now. Sam, our resident seaman, what are you drinking when you're not underwater? It's either, I'm a Miller Lite guy. I love Miller Lite. It's cold. It's refreshing. 96 calories. Can't beat it. There's nothing better than an ice-cold Miller Lite with a shot of tequila at room temperature. But I would be lying if I didn't say I sure do love a good, cheap, shitty 40. Old English, King Cobra, 211. Give me it all. Dollar fifty, forty ounces of beer, 8.9% malt liquor. You would drink something that's I ain't never heard that in my life. <laughs> yes. Bro, plastic bottle King Cobra will get you where you need to be. Yeah. Uh, and novelty King Cobra sounds novelty like I won't drinks. wake up the next day. I'm not here for 
I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time, boys. Hey, I heard that. <laughs> Sounds like the furthest thing from a good time, but you, you do you, buddy. What about you, Heath? What you got? What's your favorite? You know, grab a lime, Mexican lager, you know, land shark, delicious, Modelo, delicious. Pretty much if it says Mexican lager, I'll give it a try, you know, just, uh, just keeping it easy. Something on the beach, something at the track, something in my garage. Yes, sir. Just nice, laid back, refreshing. You know, it's no King Cobra, which, yes, that comes in a plastic <laughs> bottle with a Cobra on it. Black and gold. Shout out, King Cobra. Nick, what are you drinking other than, you know, piss beer? <laughs> well, I don't have them often, but if I'm going to have me one, it's going to be at Coors Light. With the mountains on. Oh, Colorado Kool-Aid. Oh, Colorado Kool-Aid with the, the mountains thing. of blue. Don't give me nothing else, man. None of that fancy, poppy stuff. Just the old Coors Light, baby. Well, boys, you've heard us. So we'll start out with the happening in the next few days. What do you want the people to know? Um, I'm, I'm just glad you guys tuned in. I'm really excited about the journey with the boys. Um, we've always talked about doing something like this, and we never pulled the trigger on it. Um, we, we, like I said, we've talked about it. We've sat and drank beers and uh, at, at racing game or racing games at racetracks and then ball games and football games. We're always talking about it. Always have a uh, group chat together, and we're always, you know, telling stats and stuff like that. And and I was tired of sending text messages back and forth, and, and I really wanted to get everybody together and actually start this thing, and I'm excited for the journey. Um, I really, I'm thankful for everything that we've done on this, and uh, I'm thankful for you guys who actually tuned in, and and uh, I, I'm, I want to take this as far as we can take it. Um, I'm here for the long run. I know all all four of these boys, or all three of these boys are are here for the long run as well. Um, we're starting this as a hobby, but hopefully we can make this into really something one day. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Sam, what about you? Yeah, no, can't wait. Super excited about what's to come. Uh, football season is right around the corner, boys. It's going to get crazy. Uh, I'm going to be – if you want to tune in, watch something fun, follow us on our TikTok at Fresh Out of Beer. Follow us on our Twitter. Follow us on our Instagram like our Facebook page. Eventually, when we get it up and running, like the YouTube page. Uh, every touchdown that the Raiders score this year, I will be shotgunning a beer. Every touchdown. Oh, Lord. Hey, good thing they won't score a lot of We're touchdowns this year. This offense is going to be high-powered. <laughs> Boys, I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks. Heath, what you got? Man, I'm just going to leave it in the great words of Kevin Kisner. You said it best, Devin. This ain't no hobby. This is going to turn into something great. So let's just see where it goes, boys. You guys are my, my best friends on the planet, and I can't find anybody else I'd want to do it with. So I guess you guys are my only choice. So uh, excited to see where it goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nicholas, what about you? Hey, man. I don't know a bunch about all these other sports and stuff. I might can chime in here and there, but I do love racing, and I love talking about racing. And I'm finally glad that I got a chance where I can come over here and give my opinions even if people don't like them and anytime i'm talking about cars going fast i'm down with it so it's gonna be fun can't wait to see where it goes and i think this was a good first run i think people so there'll be somebody out there at least my mom will listen to find it find it entertaining <laughs> no, boys i enjoyed it this is a great first episode hey i i really listen. i just want to brag about all these guys real quick to these viewers i know we're running close on time but um these last three weeks uh we, we've been we've been trying to scramble ideas together and we've been you know creating websites creating emails uh creating logos creating everything i mean uh the, these these three guys that i've got here on this podcast they are solid people um i wouldn't want to do it with anybody else and they're they're giving their all into this i know it's like a hobby right now but hopefully it does turn into something big and we can actually you know do this as full time and give you guys content left and right and uh give you our full attention other than our you know outside of our jobs but uh these guys mean the world to me and uh i'm so glad that they actually got together and all of us were able to talk about sports and and we're going to do this on a weekly basis right now so um 
Yeah, I, I just appreciate you guys and all that you've done, and uh, we'll tune in. I uh, hope you guys tune in next week and uh, see what we got for you next week. Get ready for football season. Thanks for listening. This message will self-destruct in 3, 2, 1.